Want a job where you can use your talents, make a difference, and have the freedom of remote work? Then meet Belay. Belay has contractor opportunities for proven professionals, providing administrative support and social media strategy to fast-paced organizations throughout the United States, all from your home. To learn more, just visit belaysolutions.com slash jobs to apply. That's B-E-L-A-Y solutions.com slash jobs. Want a job where you can use your talents, make a difference, and have the freedom of remote work? Then meet Belay. Belay has contractor opportunities for proven professionals, providing administrative support and social media strategy to fast-paced organizations throughout the United States, all from your home. To learn more, just visit belaysolutions.com slash jobs to apply. That's B-E-L-A-Y solutions.com slash jobs. Nothing. I got some, uh, let's see. I got a little SmackDown going as we watch this. A little SmackDown last week's SmackDown? <laughs> yeah. What will be, what will be last week's is this will probably be posted, uh, to, tomorrow, I'd guess. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. To, to, today being Thursday, tomorrow being Friday. <laughs> so, yeah, last week's. I thought it was a really good one. Oh, yeah. It's, it's... It's something special for sure. Um, but yeah, what have you been doing today? Uh, just basically getting caught up on this week's wrestling. Been putting it off. Uh, been working uh, kind of late hours lately, and not watching wrestling like I normally do spread out throughout the week. So I was just like cramming it in today. Okay, I got you. So you got the day off today? Hell yeah! Fuck yeah! How, what's the uh, what's the mask situation? You got a, la- a lot of masks coming through. What uh, the COVID masks? Yeah, is it is it in full effect now? Uh, I, you mean in the general public? No, at the at the grocery store. Oh, uh, for employees, you mean? Or both? I said at the grocery store. It's not nothing's mandatory. Like. You don't have to wear one to enter the grocery store. I'd say probably about 70, 75% of people in the, like shoppers are wearing them. Yeah. But that's just a rough guess based on what I'm seeing. Yeah. Or like not, maybe not masks, but some sort of face covering at least. Yeah. I'd say it's about what we have. I just went to the grocery store today for the first time in a couple of weeks. And it was, uh, it was definitely... Is definitely mass time. Which, yeah, is it mandatory there? No, it's not mandatory, but okay. Like you said, most people did. Uh, I'd say most of the employees, but not all the employees. Uh, where where'd you go? Uh, Pioneer, not Pioneer. Uh, what's it called? Lindbergh. Wait, are you talking Kroger? Yeah, Kroger on Lindbergh. Okay. 
Lindbergh, which is a very random street in Peoria. Lindbergh. I mean, that's. I think that's technically what it is. It's off in Knoxville, but I think it's technically Lindbergh. Yeah, I mean, there's like Lindbergh's like a one block street with like three big ass businesses on it, basically. Uh, is it just me or is the is the Oscar lock pretty pretty fluid as to what it exactly it is? Or is the announce team just being dummies? When you just mention it, I'm struggling to remember what it is. Is it is it an arm bar? Well, like, she'll do an arm bar, and that's, like, not really completely the Oscar lock. And they'll call it the Oscar lock. I think it's the announcers just fucking up. I was just curious if you noticed that. No, I can't. Like I say, I'm not that familiar with the Oscar lock off the top of my dome. Uh, I'm watching... Kabuki Warriors versus uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross right now. Oh, that was a good match. It was a good match. Um, we got to talk about uh, the big moves that Vince did. Oh, yeah. Big, uh, apparently the shit has hit the fan at WWE. <laughs> uh, the XFL... Turns out the WWE did have a big stake in the XFL, and uh, they the XFL fired for or filed for Chapter Eleven. I think two two days ago bankruptcy. So they filed for bankruptcy. Uh, apparently, there's no cash flow. So to save money, the WWE cut a bunch of wrestlers. And a bunch of uh, off-screen talent like producers and what have you. Uh, so the list of the talent is this. Kurt Angle, the hot dog, rest in peace. God damn. Officially been discarded. He's hot dog. Hot dog. Hot dog. Hot dog. Hot dog. He's done. He's done, man. He's off he'll, the roller. He'll he's, be back. He's in the trash can. Yeah, he'll be back. He'll pop in and do like a skidded at like SummerSlam or next WrestleMania or something. We'll be like, oh, there's Kurt. Yeah. There's that old delicious hot dog. <laughs> no, uh, no hard feelings on Kurt. And then we got uh, Rusev, another huge one, which I just can't. I mean, I thought it was Rusev Day. Yeah. How do you fire him on his own day? It's Rusev. Um, Really just egregious by Vince to do that on Rusev. Also, also how do you fire Rusev and not Lana? Yeah. Great point. Uh, that relationship, really weird. It, the, some of these names, like here, we'll go through the list. Drake Maverick, Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins, and then these two just blew me away. Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. Gallows and Anderson, dude. That is fucking ruthless. That's uh, Heath Slater, Eric Young, Rowan, Sarah Logan, No Way Jose, uh, and then this one was crazy, Mike Chioda. The referee, Jeff. Oh, I was going to say, well, how do I know that name? Yeah, he's been doing it for years. What the fuck? I don't know how you get rid of Mike Chioda. Uh... There's a couple more on that list than you originally sent me the other day. And that, that that's pretty hard to hear. Yeah. A couple extras that you mentioned. 
that I didn't hear originally. Uh, one of them being Sarah Logan. Yep. Uh, she just put on a match this week. Yeah, they kind of. I guess that's that was their way of writing her out. They had uh, Shayna Baszler like break her arm or whatever. But that was. Uh, I was thinking during the match. Was she the winner from uh, the most recent Tough Enough? Sarah Logan? Yeah. I have no idea. I never followed that. Well, I, not since like we were little. Because I know the male guy, I haven't seen, uh, seen him at all. He looked like uh, just, he was a buff Colorado Yeti type jack off with long hair and a uh, grizzly bad beard. Looks like Joe Kim Noah if Joe Kim Noah was like a, a weightlifter. Like a classic bearded, long hair guy? Yeah. Why is there so many of those? I don't know, dude. I mean, once you start growing out the beard, you look kind of silly with short hair unless you do it right. So they're just like, fuck it, I'm going to just grow, let it grow. Keep it in my protein bars. <laughs> no, I, mean, I mean, like, <laughs> generally, though, in wrestling, like... The past, you know, five years, it's like, what do, what does a wrestler look like? Long hair and beard. They Originally, just... I thought as a long hair helps sell punches. That's what I thought, like, as a kid. No, it does. I think it's definitely a wrestling tactic. Like, they, you could tell they purposely put it in their face at times to talk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Which makes sense. But I'm just saying, like, if you were going to say, like, what's a wrestler look like? It's long hair, beard... Fuck, they just introduced, like, three new ones. They, you see that new faction they introduced? Are you talking about the, um, the one led by Vega? No, uh, it's, it's three white guys. Oh. oh, the, uh, the American Bros one. Forgotten Sons. Yeah, the Forgotten Sons. They got, they got a Marine in there, they got two, uh, bearded grizzly men. Yeah. So I they, they got a lot of male music, dude. Uh, are they? I guess they're NXT guys. I didn't hear anything about them. No. Uh, so anyway, Mike Kyoto, and then you got Mike Kanellis and Maria Kanellis. Mike and Maria gone. Got the local, the hometown hero. Yep. Back. Uh, EC3, which is just sad because like he never got a chance. No, he got like two matches. That's a real sad story. Aiden English, bye bye. Well, I mean, where's he been? I don't was know. Was he a commentator for a while? Yeah, he was doing commentary. He had a couple. I mean, you remember his uh, the vaudeville villains? Of course, it was terrible. Him and uh, what was the other dude's name? Well, that dude did last. Like Aiden English outlasted him, but rightfully so. The other guy was just a sucker with a mustache. Simon Gotch. Oh, God. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sorry, that's good. And then he had, like, a drama character, like the Drama King or something. I don't know, but he's gone. Leo Rush, which is sad. He'll be back. And then uh, Primo and Epico, which they never get. They were house show guys. I was going to say, I didn't recognize them at all. The uh, Clone Brothers, or whatever they called them. Just a classic low-level tag team. Like They were on the level of, unfortunately, they were on the level of uh, Ascension before they, they were hit the Dusty Trail. Oh, 
man, Ascension, Eric. Yeah. We, we were Ascension Marks. Yeah. Well, a lot of these names are really sad. Like, you gotta think, some of these names, you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And other names, it's like, some of these people had to be requesting a release or something. You know, like, maybe they're like, oh, well, you, you want to go? Well, this is the perfect time. Get out of here. You don't think it's like none of them were requesting, like, a, a, a pandemic leave? No, I mean, like, uh, they want to go to AEW or whatever the fuck they want to do. Like, I could see, I could see Carl, I could see Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, like, that might be one of those situations. I mean, why would they, if not, why would they get rid of them? That's an interesting point. I didn't think of it like that. Like, Gallows and Anderson, I I feel like they would just blend in the walls. Uh, Sorry. Uh, I feel like they would just blend in the walls on uh, AEW. Like, they're just another team doing their spots that, you know, have the same exact physical look as everyone else. Yeah. Then again, I'm not a fan of AEW. I thought they carved out their niche with AJ in WWE quite well. I mean, they weren't, they still weren't getting the respect <laughs> yeah. that they deserve. Yeah. But <laughs> nonetheless, I mean, they're, they're, I think their popularity is still growing. They're yeah. a household name. I always liked them. Yeah. So that, I think they'll be back to it. You know? I hope so. And like you said, I thought they were good with AJ. I thought that always worked. I thought their name sucked. The club, I was, I mean, like the club is not the best name, you know. Wasn't it the club in Japan though? Well, it was the Bullet Club. Oh, that's right. <clears throat> and then that got to clean it up. That and got then they revised yeah. it again. Yeah, that got totally washed, and then Vince wanted to put his own little stamp on it. Yep. Uh, but yeah, that was the big news. Um, the last couple days. Like I said, well, there's a lot of big news, Eric. Did you know that wrestling is essential in Florida? Yes, wrestling was also deemed essential in Florida by the governor of Florida. <laughs> yeah, after uh, uh, reports show that uh, the sheriff's department was sniffing around and uh, <laughs> the performance center. Yeah, they were sniffing around the performance center, wondering, <laughs> wondering why the hell uh, wrestling was still happening. Which honestly is fair, because uh, I tried to count raw. I didn't know. What, I don't remember what I got to, but it's at least like it's still at least like twenty performers per show. And, yeah, but you gotta imagine they're shuffling them in and out. Yeah, probably true. But still, there's got to be planes involved. Like these people are traveling. Not everybody lives in fucking Florida. That's a good point. So I, I think the concern of why wrestling's still happening is valid. If you're uh if you're all if you're all in on COVID nineteen, you might wonder why the hell there's twenty guys coming from different parts of the country and then sweating on each other all day. Uh, so I guess it's a valid concern. So yeah, I guess the police were sniffing around Vince and um Vince said, Well hold hold on now. And uh, made a little call to his buddy Donald Trump. And the Don. The Don. As far as we know, uh, basically what happened is the police were sniffing around. Um, and then Vince's wife, uh, he said, hold on. And then Vince's wife, uh, Linda, 
made about a twenty million dollar uh, super PAC donation to uh, Donald Trump's um, campaign reelection reelection campaign, and then all of a sudden the governor says that wrestling's a okay, brother. So basically, uh, Vince pays off Donald Trump and keeps wrestling going, baby. And that's about as America as you can get. It really is. <laughs> it's, it, it's 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 hard for me to uh, stay apolitical for the sake of the show during these with a, with a fucking grease grease pile like this. Yeah, it's classic greasy <laughs> uh, greasy business. Um, a rich guy has a problem, calls a guy that can fix the problem, pays him off, and then problem solved. And that's how we do it in business, baby. Yep. And uh, as a selfish wrestling fan, I'm I'm sure glad it happened. I do think it's hilarious that uh, the 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 king of professional wrestling has a direct line to the president of the United States and is pulling strings. Yeah. That the is... fact that wrestling, <laughs> of all things, in a pandemic is getting strings pulled by <laughs> one of the most powerful men in the world at the time. <laughs> it's really quite remarkable. Man, that that's America right there. I love it. But as a, as a selfish wrestling fan, I'm sure glad wrestling's here. Yeah, because being cooped up in the house, and for the sake of this podcast, wrestling sure fucking is essential in my eyes. Yeah, it it better go. It, wrestling shall go on. I wish uh, you, I wish you would have just announced it at one of the COVID. Uh, the little COVID uh, update things they do every day. <laughs> Just like, we're, we're going to let it go on. You know what? Let the wrestlers wrestle. We need it. We need wrestling. It's essential. I'm just... Oh, man. Very conflicting. Yeah. Well, you never want to... You, you want to leave your morality at the door when you watch professional wrestling. That being said, uh, someone uh, didn't leave their morality at the door when they got in the announce booth this week. No, more news behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like not, this. Not one. really behind the scenes. This is on camera. I saw this on my on my uh, filmed version of Raw. Yeah, Jeff has the actual footage. <laughs> they tried to scrub it, but Jeff's got it. Yeah, I got it. I recorded it, and I sent it to Sauce, and... We agree. Like this is just this is old man racism. For the for those who don't know, Akira Tozawa is having a match with uh, who is Austin Theory, young white boy Austin Theory. Akira Tozawa is a Japanese uh, well, wrestler. I can't to clarify. To clarify, we're still we're still confused on what his race is. Akira Tozawa? No, no, no. Uh, Austin Theory. Oh, we are? Well, I, th- I think he may be Hispanic. We don't know. Oh, okay. I just saw his uh, still image on a uh, a preamble on the raw thing, and he looked pretty white and shimmering to me. So, but <laughs> I don't find out. Yeah, hard telling. Anyway, so these two are having a match, and uh, Akira Tazawa is on the ring apron. Austin Theory's uh, down on the floor, kind of by the barricade. Uh, Akira Tozawa runs down the ring apron, 
Does the swanton, when will the swanton stop? COVID can't stop them. Does no. the swanton ride, ride on to uh, Theory? And then they do the replay of it. And Jerry's like, oh, it's like a ramen noodle moonsault. Yeah, the ramen noodle moonsault. Uh, and in 2020, you can't do that it. That doesn't fly anymore. Well, it's just unfortunate the guy he was talking about is Japanese. Yeah. Because uh, otherwise, I think it's a pretty hilarious name for a, a move. I would. Like if a white guy was doing a moonsault, you mean? I'd, I'd like to see a fat guy try a moonsault and it just sucked. It looked terrible, and you just call it a ramen noodle moonsault. <laughs> There's something like that, but definitely you can't do it on a Japanese guy. No. So, but nope. so King King. I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast, and with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to the Perfect Scam podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Falls victim to 2020. Poor old guys. They can't. They they don't know uh, the line anymore, Jeff. Because King's been King has uh, he's been on that line a couple times since his comeback. I think this. He used to live on that line in the Attitude Era, and is completely okay. Yeah, yeah. So he's been on the line a couple times. This time he slipped over, and uh, he called it a, a ramen noodle moonsault. And it wasn't a. It was a senton. So I don't know what he was talking about. No. Nope. A ramen noodle senton, more like it. But, There's your classic Uncle Jerry joke that uh, dabbled in some racism. Yeah. So if you try to find it on your Hulu cut, it's not going to be there. Not going to be there. You, was yeah. the match there? Yeah, the match was actually there. Oh, they just cut out that little replay clip? Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, uh, is that all the is that all the news outside of the ring? Ronda Rousey. Oh, Ronda Rousey's doing her thing again. What do you think? Is it a, a work or a shoot, Jeff? Oh, man. I really can't tell anymore. I mean... I live the kayfabe lifestyle, so every work is a shoot. Yeah. So, Ronda, if, if you haven't been following it, Ronda Rousey's doing... This is about the third time she's done this, where she starts calling out, like, wrestling fans for being ungrateful, and, oh, it's fake fighting, and just blah, blah, blah. And, this uh, was done on the Steve-O podcast, Eric, so you can tell she's going places right now. Are you serious? I didn't know that. I just saw that in WWE backstage when they were replaying the clip. It was done on the Steve-O podcast. Huh. Well. I think it's called the Steve-O <laughs> show. But yeah, it's just Steve-O sitting in an RV. Well, you tell me. How how, how did uh, WWE react to it? Because that'll probably tell us if it's a shoot or not. So, on backstage, especially this week, they, uh... And with this topic especially, they were really just sharing their opinions they didn't they didn't give a damn about it it was renee who was just like or uh hosting the thing she didn't really give her opinion but it was booker t cm punk and christian on the panel booker t 
he's kind of out for blood. He, he was offended. Like, they're all saying, like, it's all entertainment, this and that. Because she, in, her, in her tweet, she did, like, a tweet afterwards saying for those fans who got offended, uh, I, I get that it's 300 days a year. She was walking it back while doubling down, Eric. Okay. She's like, it's 300 days a year, <clears throat> but try fighting 300 times in a year. You'd be dead. That was essentially what she said in the first one. And then uh, Bliss went after her, and then Nia Jax uh, kind of threatened her and said that if you... Basically, Nia Jax said to Ronda, if you work with me again in the ring, I'm going to go against the code and fuck you up. Yeah, I saw I saw hers. I saw Bliss's. And then I saw... Hashtag, Eric, hashtag test me, bitch. Okay. I like that, it. That, that, that's what capped off Nia's message. I thought that was a nice chef's kiss. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag... Hashtag try me, bitch. Is that what it was? Test me or try me? I, I think it's test me, bitch. Test me, bitch. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I live on the uh, on the side of the fence that it's all work. But I think that'll be determined if she comes back. If, she's, if she comes back in the next couple weeks or the next month, then it was probably work. If we never see her again, then I guess it was probably a shoot. Yeah, uh, like I say, Booker T was out for blood. Uh, CM Punk was uh, saying that this is good when you blur the lines between reality and CM Punk's acting like it's a work because he's he's plotting for a four horse women versus uh, like the MMA type of fighters in the women's division. Yeah, so somewhere down the line, like distant future though. Yeah, and then Christian was just not saying anything too controversial about it. But yeah, Booker T was strong on one end, CM Punk's kind of on the uh, work side. Okay, I I would I would say shoot, but at the same time WWE is like, you know, they're running with this, so I have no idea. Yeah, it's always been kind of hard to tell, because like I said, she's done this before. Uh, but it but it was when she was in the ring, so that made you you know think it was obviously a, a work, but maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Uh, no, that one was a work. I, I don't know if we guessed it right. If we were, were we podcasting that, Eric? I don't know. If we were podcasting, we pro- I probably guessed it wrong and thought it was a shoot, but it was a work in hindsight. The thing this is, like. One, I don't know. People are getting cooped up in cabin fever, and she's uh, letting her emotions fly. I think this is a shoot, <laughs> but I'll probably be wrong yet. Hold on, you gotta hear this real quick. Okay. Mm. It only takes you two. Here we go. Ho ho. Let's go. Hey hey. Ho ho. Yeah. Ho ho. Man, that was terrible. Do you remember that? Yeah. But it was also, like, the entire segment was great. Yeah, yeah no, I'm not, I'm not hating. It, it, like, the raps were terrible is what I'm saying, but that's that's supposed to be, it, you know. It's supposed to be two terrible white guys rapping. 
So no, okay, so, I, was, I was hoping that was what they're going for. <laughs> yeah, so no... They had succeeded. Yeah, the so, tempo was just a tad bit too fast when they got into the verses. They were out of breath. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, Miz was... I'll give it up to Miz. He was better than Morrison. Morrison was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> he really was. Uh, but yeah, I, I'd say... Uh, my thing is, if it's not a, if it's not a work... Then what are you doing? Like you really have nothing going on in your life. You're just taking shots at WWE for no fucking reason. That'd well, I guess be, that, cabin fever. That'd be kind of lame. I guess it's possible, but that just seems so fucking lame. But yep, and who knows, man? Yeah, it's it's complicated, but uh, time will tell. Um, I, like I say, I was predicting her to return at WrestleMania and help out. Uh, Miss Baszler. Yeah, never. But, I mean, it still could, it damn. still could happen. Huh? It still could happen. I mean, I could see her coming back for sure. She's been gone for over a year now, right? Yeah, since last year's WrestleMania. Yeah. So who knows? But I think that is that about it from outside the ring. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to tease a little Bulls update later on. That's not really an update anymore. But it's news. Well, should we do it right now? We're all, we're almost at a half an hour already. Yeah, you want to switch gears and do a Bulls update? Yeah, let's uh, let's do an intermission Bulls update, and then we can get to uh, SmackDown and Raw from this week. Oh, can you hear that? I can't. Somebody's awake. Little buddy, Uh-oh. little buddy boy's back and he's up. Buddy! <laughs> Alright, you want to, uh, let's see here. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. Alright, now, returning after months and months, of, or probably at least a month and a half absence, right, Jeff? Yeah, it'd have to be at least a month now. At least sure. a month. At least a month absence. I'm proud and excited to bring to you a brand new 30-second Chicago Bulls update. Bulls fans! The pandemic is getting to people, cabin fever, because we are switching seats. Eric, Gar Foreman. John Paxson, otherwise known as Garpax. The internet and Chicago have been calling for their heads for over a decade. For years. It seems like over a decade at least. In the internet times, it's it's a lifetime. Yes. Because every single comment, every single Chicago Bulls post on the Instagram, top like, comment, hashtag fire Garpax. They've been fucking the shit up. In the, in the internet's eyes for years. They are... Boom! Out of here, mister! <laughs> Both of them? No, actually, Paxton got... Uh, hang on. Don't step on my charisma here, Eric. Okay, good. The Bulls brought in a new vice president to oversee basketball operations. Background story, the uh, president of... The Bulls organization is Michael Reinsdorf. He doesn't do shit. He's just, he's a cash guy. Him and his daddy, Jerry, the owner, also 
White Sox owner. They they're just cash guys. They they don't do anything day to day. The day to day business for the Bulls now resides in former Denver Nuggets GM Arturis Kanishevis. Really? So the Denver to Chicago connection, huh? It's it's growing, baby. Just like he must, he must have been listening to the thirty second Bulls update and said, "Damn." Yeah. I want a piece of that Bulls action. Yeah, just like the Boom DDT connection, we now have a Denver-Illinois uh, basketball connection. What's his name? Arturis Kanishevis. So, he's a uh, Lithuanian. So he's was at the helm during their recent like pretty good seasons with Jokic and everything? With uh, Jokic, yes. Yeah, Jokic. He's a... Uh... A couple of draft picks that he's made, Jokic, Jamal Murray. Uh, God damn, I can't think of the third one off the top of my head. Gary Harris, probably. Gary! <laughs> anyway, he's now the head of the Bulls organization. And changes are going to be made, Eric. A change has already been made because your boy Gar Foreman, half of Gar Packs, is boom! Out of here, mister! Yep, see ya. And like I uh, said earlier, Paxton has been moved to a lesser role. He actually did have the vice president's role that Kanishevis now has. So he got moved to just a, a classic advisor role. And that's cool with me. Like, he's he's a former player, and he hit a pretty big three-point shot back in the 90s. So I'll give him a pass as an advisor. <laughs> That one shot holds a lot of weight in Chicago, I'll tell you that it much. It does, it does. <laughs> yep, well that's cool. So, uh, and uh, there, changes are going to be made, uh, like players could be moved, uh, people are calling for Boylan's head, which is probably going to happen. Yeah, I would say so. Because, yeah, your record's shit, even though I can think of many valid excuses for that but yeah you record shit yeah you can always think of a valid excuses for coaches but if you record shit that's it man absolutely unfortunately uh potential candidates for coaches coaches will come after we get more uh more down the line in organ in the front office type hirings and shit but uh ty Lu is out there uh Fisdale still out there? And you know who I, I... This is just a hot take from your boy Jeffrey, but I would personally like to see a debut coaching job for uh, one Scotty Pippen. Oh, does he is he getting into the coaching game? Is that is that a rumor? If, if not, then it just started. Okay. You pioneered it. Okay. <laughs> hey, Jeff, guess what? Uh, We're on the 33rd minute of the podcast. Scotty! Scotty, baby. That's pretty wild. Secretary of Defense. Yeah. And if anybody's listening to this, that probably will change due to the theme song and other edits. So don't be coming at us like, oh, it wasn't on 33. Bullshit. Originally was. (laughs) Yeah. Okay? Uh, So what did the Bulls end with, Jeff? Let's remind everyone. Was it a 22-win record? Oh man! Just as I, just as I predicted. 
hang on, Eric. Let me get back to you on that. I think you might be correct. I'm pretty sure I, I dead-eyed I dead it, man. Cause it, what do you think? Is the NBA coming back this year? No. No. God, no. <laughs> I mean, nothing's official, but if you're still thinking that we're coming back in July, then you got another thing coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that shit ain't happening. Are you guys uh, <clears throat> Are you guys getting snow right now? We are getting snow. We have been since last night. And, Eric, you hit it dead on the money. 22 and 43 currently for the Chicago Bulls. It might since be. 11th place in the Eastern Conference. <laughs> it might be my proudest prediction. That, <laughs> that or when I, uh, when I got both Royal, Royal Rumble predictions right. They're both incredible predictions, Eric. <laughs> especially, especially the twenty-two, being as the only reason I got it right was a global pandemic that <laughs> that, that we had no idea was coming. Who can see that? <laughs> so, well, man, you never know. All right, you got anything else about the Bulls? Uh, nope. There'll probably be more updates when the front office shuffling the tubers in weeks to come. Yeah, keep us updated on the head coach spot for sure. Oh, sure. Jack Lantern Barland's about to get lit. You would think. Is uh, I was thinking about this in the shower today. Is Thibodeau still in Minnesota or is he just gone? No, he's a rarely used ESPN analyst. Oh, so he's not coaching right now? Not coaching. Okay. All right, well, thank you for that, Jeff. Yeah, keep us updated on the coaching position and any other front office happenings. Hell yeah. Let's give Jeff a round of applause, see if the old uh, audience is awake here. Let's see. There they are. I hope that audience is social distancing. Yeah, they seem very close. (laughs) Um, So like I said, Jeff, this uh, SmackDown I thought was pretty good. Um, Oh. Eric, Eric texted me uh, last week saying that the SmackDown was pretty good. I'm like, okay, I got something decent to watch. When I watched it, I was I was blown away. Well, this was the best SmackDown I've seen in since since the Fox SmackDown. Yeah, that's saying a lot because there was regular SmackDowns there. You know, there the the SmackDown on Fox was pre-COVID. Yeah. This is a COVID SmackDown that outplayed all those other SmackDowns. Uh, so the first big news, I think, is... Let's see. It started out with... Um, oh, Braun Strowman and his commence, his uh, commencement speech. Yep. You gotta have a commencement speech when you win a title. And, uh... God damn, there's Carmella. She is... Carmella's the best. I found out in that uh, shot that you were watching right now that um, Carmella is taller than I thought she was. She looked like almost six feet in that shot. Uh, she's probably not that tall, but yeah, she's the tallest one out of them. Yeah, yeah. that was surprising to me. I thought she was a short gal. But then again, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross aren't exactly tall in stature. No, and Dana Brooke looks crazy as hell. Oh yeah, she always does. Uh, she's got, but yeah, Carmella, holy shit. She's gotta be, she's gotta be top five for me. 
yeah? I'm talking on a Jerry the King Lawler scale, Jeff. I'm not talking Top about five on the Jerry, on the Jerry <laughs> Yeah, I'm not talking about wrestling skills or anything besides <laughs> just looks. But anyway, uh, the commencement speech, Jeff. Uh, so we find out that, or actually, we get uh, Bray versus Shinsuke, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and, Shinsuke came out and showed us his mic skills that we haven't got to see in a long time. At least outside of a backstage interview where he says minimalistic things. He, yeah. he came out and uh, I, I, I loved his charisma. It was good. Go. It was good. Because Braun had said some stupid line about like, uh, when, when opportunity knocks, you answer. Yeah. And Shinsuke. Yeah, the, the diplomatic commitment speech slide, Eric. Yeah. And Shinsuke was like, uh, if opportunity knocks, or if opportunity knocks, open the door. So knock, knock. And then Braun says something stupid, and he's like, you're supposed to say who's there. Yeah. <laughs> Which was amazing. Great piece of work. And Shinsuke's delivery just draws it out so well. Like, his comedic timing with this was great. It's like, you're supposed to say... <laughs> you know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery! Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. <laughs> you know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery! Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Who's there? You know? Yeah. Yeah. So that was good. They end up having a match, uh, which is a solid match. But then we find out that where this is headed is uh, is Bray Wyatt, correct? Yes, the Firefly Funhouse comes out after Braun defeats Shinsuke, who is uh, accompanied by Cesaro. And uh, this is... Not just a, a classic fun house like for the audience. This is directed at Braun. And basically it brings up an interesting storyline that I completely forgot about. It's telling uh, Braun, don't forget about your past. You came from the Wyatt clan, which is very true. Yeah. I think people have been wanting this for a while, so I think this is a good, this is a good thing for Corona time, I think. I think it's a good move. I was trying uh, to... uh, backstage had a different opinion on it, Eric, and it kind of they brought up some good points. Oh yeah, what they say? Uh, they're basically saying that you have both you have two guys who like. Well, Braun got the title because Roman wasn't there. Correct. That's the only reason Braun has the title right now. Yeah. So he's coming in as a substitute champion. Bray Wyatt, with this Fiend character, has said it's not about titles or anything, yet, because the fans wanted it, 
won the title and then lost it after a month to Goldberg. Yeah. So, like, both of them are kind of incomplete, like, and you don't want to mix those two together. Like, you don't have a solid foundation for either one, is what they're saying. Yeah. Because Bray's going for a title when that's not Bray's nature, and Braun's, like, if, I don't know, Braun's just not sure-footed in his title reign is what they were claiming. Yeah. I can see that. Maybe it would be better without a, a uh, sorry, I just got a little tech difficulty here. Uh, maybe it would be better without a title, but, I mean, shit, here we are. I don't, I can't think of a better Bray Wyatt story right now. But yeah, it, like we talked about it, we were always on the train of no title for The Fiend. For sure. And the other point they brought up is that they're both like trying to get over with the crowd. Yeah. Like, Braun, I, I mean, I guess uh, Bray is more of a heel, but still is playing to the marks. Oh, yeah. He's like a, he's what JR would call a character babyface. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> character babyface. <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> I was excited to see that, but I'm trying to think here, and I'm looking it up, but do you remember, like, why am I thinking that there was a fourth... Wyatt family member that we're forgetting. Because there was. I mean, if you include Bray. Yeah, but Bray, Eric Rowan, Braun Strowman, and who was who was the other one? Luke Harper. Oh, yeah, that's who it was. Okay. And then, then there was a point where Daniel Bryan as well. Excuse Be- me? <clears throat> before, before our time. That's weird. <clears throat> yeah, I saw some footage. He was wearing like a janitor's get up, like a one piece, <laughs> a janitor jumper. I like Dave Chappelle and half baked. Yeah, and I was like, what the fuck is that? And then he was running around with the Wyatt family. Uh, oh, man. I think that was probably before Braun, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, everyone else is gone. Er- er- Rowan just got the can, he's out. Well, that's, that's fat that you, you could cut. Yeah. You, you embarrassed yourself with your uh, carnival what uh, spider. Yeah, I feel bad for him. I feel bad for uh, Zack Ryder and uh, Kurt Hawkins. Like they've been in there forever, man, just holding it yeah. down, and then then gone. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, they've been so. And Heath. Yep. Heath's a little younger. Yeah. Notice they kept Mojo around, though. Yeah. Can you think and of... Yeah. Paying Gronk. <laughs> yeah, Jeff was uh, very upset that all these good talent got, got sacrificed and Mojo Raleigh got spared. Mojo got spared, spared and Gronk got paid. Which I can understand. Is there any other wrestlers you can think of that you'd rather see leave than what who ended up leaving? Uh, since I got Rowan... Not really, off the top of my head. But you know, there's, there's. But you, but you know, on WWE sneaks away wrestlers. You forget about the bottom of the card, like <clears> EC3. <throat> I, I could have cut that fat if I could have remembered his name. Yeah, yeah that that one's a shame because he has a you know the I, I don't know much about his career, but a lot of the wrestling marks like loved him. In other, oh yeah, he, he was solid in ring. He just he 
terrible character and not like they they debuted him in WWE from NXT way too soon for for his own character wise like he just dissolved into nothingness yeah unfortunately um so yeah smackdown what else what else was big from smackdown uh you we already mentioned the women's tag team championships Bliss and cross versus kabuki warriors yeah. Uh, Listen, Cross won this one, but this is a solid match. Yep, that was a good one. Uh, we we got a little listen on Miz and Morrison. Uh, yep. Rapping. The dirt sheet. The dirt sheet. That's good news. Yeah. <laughs> and then, as we mentioned earlier, we had the Forgotten Sons, which yep. is NXT people, I guess, versus Lucha House Party and the. Lucha House Party's already jobbing out to them. Oh, of course. That, that's what Lucha House Party does. Unfortunately, I mean, they got house, some... House showing jobs. Yep. Which kind of sucks, because Grand Metalik, like, they do cool shit. Their matches are fun. Oh, yeah. So, but whatever. I, I, I think uh, new entrance music would really revamp their career. Yeah. Something not quite so, uh... Uh... Sounded like a white guy made a Mexican sounding song. Oh God, yeah. There's because some... that's what it sounds like to me. There's a lot of that in WWE. Yeah. Uh, uh I want to backtrack to the dirt sheet though because this got interesting after the uh, after the raps. Yeah, when he, Usos came out. Usos came out. New Day came out with uh, Biggie saying, "Oh, people at home." <laughs> that that he said that twice now on air and it makes me like actually crack the fuck up both times yeah you're popping yeah dude that, that really gets me uh so they basically come out and say since we had this wacky ass triple threat tag team match because which was quote-unquote injured even though he's probably worried about covid in real life uh since there's only a triple threat instead of a tag team, it's only fair that we have the other half of each team compete in a triple threat for the tag team titles, and we're going to do that next week on SmackDown. Okay. So basically, at um, at WrestleMania, you had Morrison versus Kofi versus Jimmy Uso in that triple threat match. Next week on SmackDown, you're going to get Miz versus Jey Uso versus Big E in a triple threat match. That's interesting because I, I really don't know who to think for that. I'd say I'd say probably Miz, right? They keep it on him. Uh, yeah, let him go with a run for a while. I mean, New Day and Usos, uh, pick your flavor, you know. Yeah, they they both have had plenty of runs. With this one more run, would it really? break the bank without an audience to uh, share it with, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'd say leave it on Miz and, Miz and Morrison if I was booking. Now, I am slightly bummed that it's not a triple threat ladder match like the WrestleMania one was. At least they didn't mention anything about it. there being ladders. That yeah. could change. For sure. That would be cool, but it, it, the ladder matches do suffer without a crowd more than more than the regular match. Oh, for sure. You can start to hear the ladder teetering and whatnot. Yeah. 
all the clanging and banging. Yeah. But, whatever. Yeah, that Speaking would be of cool. clanging and banging, Eric, we had a Dolph and a Tucker match. And before this Tucker, before this match happened, Dolph and uh, Sonya were out berating Cole and Corey for, I guess, making light of the whole scenario between Otis and Mandy. And then uh, Tucker comes out and is like, hey, Dolph, I want you to see these photos. You really need to see this. And it was pictures probably posted on Twitter or Instagram or something of uh, Otis and Mandy clanging and banging out of the parking lot. Yeah, yeah, they were definitely clanging and banging. Couple of curls. Otis, Otis brought the bananas, and Mandy brought the weights and yeah. the track pants. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course she's in the track pants. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that part was funny. What did that lead to? Did that lead to a match? Oh, it was Otis versus Dolph, right? Dolph versus Tucker. Oh yeah, Dolph versus Tucker. Uh, Otis was not on scene. Otis was out. Uh, Otis and Mandy were not on scene. Sonya was there in Dolph's corner, but Tucker was flying solo. They were out clanging and banging. Yeah, they were clanging and banging in the parking lot. What can you expect? Yeah. But Tucker was really, like, he brought it to another level this match. He didn't win the match. Dolph got the upper hand at the end. But Tucker was showing a hell of a lot of charisma. And, like, normally, like, he plays a lesser role to Otis because Otis is the. Uh, comedic oaf you know yeah he's a lovable guy tucker lets that shit ride but tucker got to shine tonight i I, I dug that yeah he did really good job i kind of wish he would have won even though it makes sense that dolph would win but i don't know i wouldn't mind him getting another win listen to this i'm pouring a, a soda listen to it Ooh, i hear the fizzy bubbles What kind of soda pop you got there, Eric? That's a Big K Cola, bud. Straight up? Big K Cola. Oh, God. You can get that at Kroger. You guys probably sell a little Big K, don't you? Of course we do. Uh, it's, 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 uh, you don't want to get it in a two liter, because it goes flat, like, in a five seconds. Oh, I can tell you that, man. I don't fuck with two liters at all. They're terrible. Especially with dark soda. They're fucking terrible. I got the two liters because I was like, well, like I usually only drink on the weekends. And uh, I was like, oh, I'll just get a couple two liters because I'm not a soda guy, you know. Drink soda or drink like mixers? Mixers. Oh, okay. I got you. So I, well, not soda. The only time I really drink soda is with the, with the alcohol is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I usually drink the alcohol on the weekends. So I was like, I'll just get a couple of two liters because I'm not well versed in the soda world, you know? Yeah. And uh, that was a terrible decision, Jeff. So <laughs> this week I went with the cans. Smart man. I, 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 I'm sorry I wasn't there to tell you that sooner because yeah. I've known this for years. I cans think, are the way to go with soda. I think the only way a two liter is appropriate is if you're going to, if you're like having a pizza party with, you know, 15, 10 year old boys. And just, basically, you just, you want it all to be gone the day you open it. Yeah. Yeah. Pizza party, in my opinion, is the only appropriate time for a two liter. Uh, 32 ounce bottles are never welcome to me either. 
Get out of here. Yeah, what, what's the point of you? You just, you just fizz all over my hand the first time I open you, and then you're flat as a donkey. Yep. <laughs> it's true, man. And guess what else? I had a... We, we went... Like I said, went to the store today, and we picked up a butcher's pizza. Fuck. Doesn't that oh, sound good? Oh, man, that sounds good. I should send you guys something, but it's so expensive. Like, I'm pretty sure dry ice is super expensive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, just, it's not worth it unless you're shipping me, like, a, a, a pallet full. That's, I mean, like, I could send you guys, like, 20 of them. But I don't know how much, I don't know how much the fucking dry ice would be. Oh, man, well, I don't know, that's that's for another day, because I, I'd like a tanner's, a, a big tanner's supply with that package as well. Like, there's a lot of things <laughs> yeah. from your area. Yeah, fucking uh, kitchen cook. Kitchen cook cheese puffs. Yeah, yeah. Prairie Farms milk. You know, you know, Jason would be in, want some of those kitchen cook cheese poofs. Oh yeah, he used to kitchen love those. Cook anything, barbecue. Yeah. So, uh, let's see here. What what came? Is there anything special that came of the uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks promo? Uh, Bailey and them jeans. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> No doubt about that, and uh, that was definitely something special. And uh, also, Sasha Banks, god damn. Yeah, they, they came out looking like fire. Yeah, she's she's climbing the ladder rapidly. The cherry ladder? The, the cherry, cherry ladder? <laughs> yeah, the cherry ladder. That, that's what we need to call that shit, the cherry yeah. ladder. Yeah. yeah, I don't know where Bailey is, and then like... Uh, Bailey and Banks are somewhere there, and then, uh, damn, I'm getting a bunch of feedback here. Hold on. And then a couple weeks ago, it was Naomi. Good lord. Yeah. So, there should always be a Jerry rankings. <laughs> Maybe I'll come up with it one of these days. The Jerry days. Ladder Power Rankings. <laughs> yeah, the Jerry Power Rankings. <laughs> uh, Okay, so so uh, Sasha and Bailey didn't get into a tiff or anything. No, so th- they came out looking like they were aligned, despite like playing into the fact like we know this is what the audience is talking about, but this is we're not splitting up. We're stronger than ever, even though Bailey's the one saying all this. Sasha is just like somewhat confirming. Yeah, so we uh, so we know it's coming. Yeah, shit. Bitches brew, Eric Miles Davis, because the, the the tensions brew brewing between these two. Okay. Um. So then Tamina comes out, and she's she's coming out hot. She's fired up, and uh, basically, she she challenges Bailey. She says opportunity, some some form of opportunity knocking at the door, and okay. uh, challenges Bailey. Uh, Bailey's like, you know what? I'll accept your challenge if you get if you beat Sasha first. And uh, Tamina basically answers, she's like, fine, that's cool. Sasha, you better think Bailey, because I'm gonna kill you. So basically, Bailey like volunteered Sasha. Yeah. Okay. I knew there was a little. Sacrificial, sacrificial lamb exactly so the sacrificial lamb because i knew there was some kind of uh 
tension at the end of that promo, but I couldn't remember what it was, and that's what it was. That's the tension. That's leading to the brew. Okay. You just put that in the brew. We're gonna we're gonna crock that crock pot that shit for weeks. Yep. Um, I thought of a looks like during this promo, Eric. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, I haven't gotten the wording down, but Sasha and Bailey. And the, and the attire they were wearing during this promo. Sasha and Bailey look like the two cute girls that you invite to smoke behind a Taco Bell, but then you get nervous because they're talking too loud and the cops might come. <laughs> yeah, it's a workshop. It needs work. It needs but work. I, but I like your... It was craftier earlier, and I didn't write it down. Yeah. They do look like two people that would smoke behind the Taco Bell, though. They would absolutely smoke behind the Taco Bell. In high school. That's a good call. Bailey especially. Yeah. And you know Sasha's going to be there. Yeah. I mean, she's Snoop Dogg's cousin, for Christ's sake. <laughs> yeah, they're both smoking behind the Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I guess that's about... The last thing from SmackDown, Eric, was uh, we got Jeff Hardy, Chapter 1, The Rise. Yeah, they're starting little video packages, so it looks like he's going to get a little singles run here. I would hope that's what comes of this. I don't think so. Because this is going to be at least like a trilogy, since they called this first installment Chapter 1, The Rise. you got to imagine there's at least three parts to this. Yeah. And is the, are they going to have a fall? Like his dramatic like alcohol addiction story or something? That's going to get depressing. Something to really power us up for his return yeah i don't know if it works it works whatever but the rise eric was awesome no yeah it was cool what that harp suit yeah it's basically jeff hardy with the hardy boys in the attitude era when will the swanton stop (laughs) yeah it was a cool package man they they showed some of their uh, backyard wrestling days and they had a trampoline wrestling federation just like we did. Yep. So. Those probably lasted a little longer than ours, though. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they, they they probably pursued it a little harder than we did. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> but, but yeah, it was a cool video package for sure. I was just excited to see they're going to do something with them because, you know, Matt's gone, so you can't do that. So, uh, it'll be cool to see. Who do you think they'll put him with? Oh, man. Uh, what about uh, Alistair Black? You mean against Alistair? Yeah. No. That's no. two faces. I, I I think he would go good with a guy like Lashley. Oh, yeah? A little high-flying versus power. Who doesn't like that? That could be... Yeah, I could see that. I mean, it's not like... Well, I guess Jeff Hardy does do a, a phenomenal Hurricane Arana that Lashley would probably botch. But besides that, like, he like Lashley could ragdoll Jeff. Jeff's great at selling shit. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Is he? His legs just go straight, straight limp, <laughs> noodle legs. Is but Lashley's on? Isn't Lashley on Raw? Uh, yeah, yeah, he is. Okay. I think tension's brewing with him and Lana. Oh, for sure. For sure. 
That's probably a good trip. Let's see where we're at here, Jeff. I'm not on my, uh... We're at about an hour. Uh-oh. Okay. Well, there's not a whole lot from Raw, is there? No, uh, Raw wasn't as good as SmackDown. I wanted to spend a lot of time on SmackDown because it was just good start to finish, you know? Yeah, um, yeah they, adva- was... they advanced the stories, which I thought was cool. Oh, for sure. Raw was basically getting into the start of the uh, women's men in the bank qualifying matches. We had three <laughs> three of those during this Raw. I'm pretty sure you said women's men in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> the old men in the bank match. Hey, you gotta keep them in somewhere. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so the first one was Oscar versus Ruby Riot. These were poorly built, like... You knew who was going to win. Every year. Yeah, they always do that. Yeah. Uh, so Asuka beats Ruby Riot first off. Uh, then we have Baszler versus Sarah Logan. This was Sarah's, like we mentioned at the top of the program, her going away thing because Baszler was ragdolling her and then basically curb stomped the shit out of her elbow and dislocated uh sarah logan's elbow yeah like a little little broken arm spot to send her away i guess yeah and there's some confusion i I didn't like the confusion over if baszler won or not i thought it was obvious as soon as it happened that baszler did win that's a that's a tko yeah i thought that might have been a uh an actual mistake but uh whose part on the ring announcer's part. Because he just fired off that... Uh, that What's her name? That Sarah Logan won. And it's like, what? Oh, the, wait, the ring announcer said that? Yeah, like, not commentary. Oh, I didn't even get that. I just got the commentary aftermath. That, that's why they were so confused. Yeah, because the commentary sounded legitimately confused. I think it was a mistake by the ring announcer. That's just a guess, though. I don't, I don't know why the hell they would do that on purpose. It was very confusing. She clearly lost, and they said, and your winner, Sarah Logan. It's like, what? And the announcers were slowly, like, I'm sure their producers are yelling at them in their ears. They're like, I don't know why Sarah Logan would have won. It's like, yeah, because it didn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, and then they clarified it after the break as well. <laughs> uh, then the aforementioned Zawa Theory match. Uh, what else was good? Oh, yeah, the other women's Men in the Bank qualified match was uh, Kyrie Sane versus Nia Jax. And that was a job fest. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a shame. Uh, uh, Becky and Charlotte each had uh, promos during this Raw as well. Yeah, Becky's just basically. Uh, challenges the winner, right, of Money in the Bank. Yeah. Uh, kind of addresses the arrogance that some people thought that she had and uh, said that she she was kind of luring Baszler into a false sense of security, basically. I don't know. I, I did. It was a little over my head, but, hey, the man's smarter than me. <laughs> yep. And then what was Charlotte's? I, I don't remember anything from Charlotte's. Charlotte's was weak was compared it, to Becky's. Was but that's it? my personal taste. Uh, I mean, she was just talking herself up, like kind of in a cocky, heelish way, 
<clears throat> saying that she went back to WrestleMania last year's WrestleMania, saying that Vince inserted her in the in that WrestleMania match between Becky and Ronda, so it would succeed. And basically, and says that now Rhea's just trying to be like Charlotte and be in her spitting image, but there's only one uh, queen. Okay. That's the long and short of it. Okay. And then this one I didn't get to see. Bobby versus No Way Jose for the uh, loss of career match. Because No Way Jose is out of here. If I saw that, then I didn't take notes on it. So that was not a sandwich match, but a dishwashing match. Yeah. I'm just reading about it right now. I didn't know if they, like... Did something to write No Way Jose out of a story, but I guess he never had a story, so. No, he just, he had the conga line. <clears throat> yep. And that's not social distancing anyway, so he didn't have the conga line with him. Yep. <clears throat> and then I didn't, I don't think I got to see this either. Viking Raiders versus Cedric Alexander and Ricochet. Yep. Uh, this is Viking Raiders' first match in a while, and it's a good match. Like, they, they're putting over both te- both tag teams, but Viking Raiders came out with the win, and then Street Profits are backstage, like just doing their thing, and like kind of gloating and shit. And then Bianca Belair, who's there with the Street Profits, basically tell them like you got to watch out for the Viking Raiders, and uh, bring that smoke. Okay, so Bianca Belair is officially aligned with the Street Profits. Looks like. Oh yeah, black wrestlers, man. I'm cool with that. Bianca's married to the skinny guy. Uh, yeah, I, I keep forgetting that because they, they addressed that on screen. Yeah. Uh, last week, I want to say. Yeah. <clears throat> that for me. I was like, wait, what? And oh, the, y'all are married? Okay. One of the Viking Raiders is married to Sarah Logan, unfortunately. She gone. Oh, damn, another split couple? She gone. <sighs> Vince is uh, mur- uh, just like splitting families here. Yep. That's a damn shame. So yeah, we we ended up with D-Mac versus Andrade as your main event. Yep. And which was this th- this, this whole Raw actually had a lot to do with Vega Garza theory and Andrade. Yeah. Yeah, they made they did like an old school. Uh, multiple appearances during the raw type of thing yeah which is pretty cool I, i'm i'm digging this little faction kind of wish they had a name oh don't worry vega will give us a name they're not gonna go nameless i hope so and i hope it's cool don't give me a shitty name man yeah if you get if you give me an acronym oh, then I'm... oh my god i'm watching the the Hulu's just rolling now, and right now we got Monday Night Raw when there was a crowd. And it looks Ooh. so it looks so cool. Yeah, it looks so festive, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah, you, so... you watch wrestling with the crowd now. You're like, holy fuck, that looks amazing. Yeah, dude, I watched. Uh, I've been watching WrestleMania 15. Should be able to finish it tonight. But that's a great one. If anybody's looking to go back on a classic, I'd recommend 15 myself. Oh man, what what's the highlights of that? It's the first Austin Rock match. Yeah, uh, 
which one of the is uh, is the Rock part of the nation then? Um, I don't know. Who, who's who's the face in that case? The face, I don't know, man. Good question. I haven't gotten to it yet, and they haven't really previewed it. There's supposed to be a special guest referee. It was supposed to be Mankind or Big Show. Because Big Show, I guess, was on Vince's side. Because uh, I think this was... Let's see. Oh, yeah. So Vince... Or Mankind... Or not Mankind. Big Show was on Vince's side. And um, Vince and Big Show got into it after Big Show lost the match. Or maybe he won the match. Or maybe he didn't do either. I don't know. But Vince did a classic and had him... Uh, had him removed from the building and then eventually arrested and then Vince big Joe removed? yeah and then Vince just announces that he's the special guest ref huh For, how does that tie into Stone Cold I don't know let me let me look real quick like I said I this, haven't... Is, uh, this is in 99 yep Wrestlemania 15 I don't know, because I, I, uh, I fell short of the main event. The only thing I got to was the Big Show match. That's okay. The main event will be awesome, though. So let's Yeah, that, that's, that's, a, that's a good one to go back and watch. That's not the Limp Biscuit one, though, is it? That's 17. Yeah, I, what do you mean? That they perform? <laughs> they just had their greasy hit. Like, it was a theme song. So every time you saw the Rock versus Austin like screenshot, you, this time I'm letting it all come out. Yeah. Check, uh, check out the reality. Yeah. It says okay, so Mankind does win. Mankind beats Big Show by disqualification, and this is supposed to be a match to determine who's the special guest referee in the main event. And then Big Show and Vince get into it after the match because he lost. And uh, Big Show ends up punching Vince McMahon. And then Vince calls the police and has him arrested and then announces that he's the special guest referee. Jesus. But it must have it gone back because I'm looking at the main event right here and it says no disqualification match for the WWF championship with mankind as special guest referee I, I bet there's more shenanigans Eric there's, I, I just want to take a step back and notice the difference between Vince McMahon's crazy ass with storylines then and now where not only at a pay-per-view but a Wrestlemania He's down to just, like, do all this skits and shit in the back and, like, just have the storyline completely jumbled as as far as what's going on for the main event. Like, he's keeping it spicy as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that is nowadays, cool. Nowadays, you just have, like, all the announcements are made at least, like, three to four weeks ahead of time. And we all know, we can all, uh, you and I can predict on the show every week beforehand who's going to win and all that jazz. Yeah. They just do a better job, like, not necessarily hiding it. They just don't want us to know about it, I guess. Yeah. Because, like, you hear stories, like, they still do that shit. Like, you hear stories, like, I think it was actually Seth Rollins, uh, when he beat Brock Lesnar. Remember that year? Like, recently. 
for the like actually it was Seth Rollins' last uh, Universal Title run. Yeah, last year at Mania. Yeah, and it was like the first match. Yes. Apparently that was like a last minute decision. Like it wasn't. It was supposed to be the end of the show, and Vince moved it to the top of the card like an hour before they went on. Ah. And maybe change the outcome or whatever, but I don't know. I guess he still does that shit, but. Well, if, they had a, if he was still a kayfabe authority figure, they had some sort of reliable authority figure to do that. I guess Shane dabbled in that, but he, he did have the flair because it just looked like Daddy's Boy making decisions. Yeah. So, yeah, if anybody's looking for something to do, they're at home on the weekends. I'm going to try to do the full series. I'm going to do 15, 17, and 19. All the Rock Austin ones. That's awesome. That's a great plan. <clears throat> Everyone's got to have a COVID plan, Eric, and I'm glad that's a part of yours. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, what, one last thing of this week's wrestling. Uh, that, what, what came with that DMAC Andrade match was... Um, uh, first off, uh, Garza getting involved, but then out of nowhere, Seth Rollins comes in and capitalizes and just curb stomps D-Mac and stands tall over D-Mac. Yeah. So it looks like we have ourselves a, a title feud here. Yep. Which, uh, I think that's, that, I think that could be good. Oh yeah, I, I couldn't think of much better. I mean, you need a heel that's already a proven heel at this point on Raw with that level of talent. It's yeah. kind of limited because KO's uh, a face. You know, what else do you have uh, that that level? King Corbin? No. Yeah. Not yet. Damn, I don't know what episode... I don't know. This must have been after Mania last year because we got Kofi Kingston's the current champ and Seth Rollins is the current champ. On this episode, yeah, that's, that sounds like last break. Yeah, which dude, I watched. Uh, there's this. It's a kids movie, so I'm not gonna tell you. It's. I mean, it would be great for a kid. If anybody's got kids out there that's listening, there's a on Netflix. It's called Main Event, and it's a WWE movie, but it's like it's a kids movie. But uh, I we we saw it and watched the trailer, and then that day, our buddy Briggs texted me and said that his boys really liked it. So we watched, uh, me and Buddy watched it, and, uh, it, I mean, it was a kid's movie, but it, it would be great if you got, like, you know, eight to, t- eight, you know, seven, six to ten, six to ten probably, six to twelve, fourteen, I don't know. But anyway, the kid had that signature, and I think you might have it, it's a blue Kofi Kingston shirt. With, yeah, yeah, you, I got that one. Yeah, that's a great shirt. Oh, yeah, and it's also not a black shirt, so win-win yeah i wish i would have got that one i wonder if they still have that one i'm pretty sure they do at least they did during the wrestlemania sales this year yeah well he's like the main character's favorite wrestler is kofi and he's got that shirt and i was like that's that was a good shirt for a great great title run a great mania moment so made of it is a real real life movie not a animation it's a real life movie it's about a kid that uh it's like a huge wrestling fan, obviously, and then he finds a old wrestling match, like a lucha mask, that when you put it on, it gives you, like, wrestling powers, you know? Yeah. So then uh, WWE comes to his hometown and has, like, a tryout 
for like the next NXT superstar and uh, he wears the mask and he like ends up, you know, going all the way and blah, blah, blah. It's a classic. I mean, if you were eight years old, you'd love it. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's a good one if anybody's home with the kiddos and that needs something to watch if you're wrestling fans. <laughs> A little, little fam, family, family film, Eric. Oh, for sure. And then I watched uh, a movie called uh, Hunt to Kill, which is a Stone Cold Steve Austin movie from 2010. I think Bork's going to do a review of it. It was pretty good. Oh, God. Oh, God. Hunt to Kill. Yeah. It was pretty ridiculous, but it, it was pretty It was, It was. was pretty funny. Hell, yeah. Well... Yeah, on that note, I need to get to talking, get to producing the show with some segments, spice it up. We had a lot of wrestling spice this week, rightfully so, but uh, yeah. we need to get the Boom DDT dollar bid. We need to get cooking with short shorts back up off the ground. Yeah. Well, so that'll come. I'm not sure which and what weeks, but that'll, that'll come in the next weeks. Well, Bork was down, so we could probably say that We'll definitely do a dollar bin next week. We'll probably do Hard to Kill. If anybody's listening and wants... They're not Hard to Kill. Hunt to Kill. It's Hunt av- to Kill. Okay. Hunt to Kill. It's available on uh, Netflix if anybody's listening and wants to give that a watch. It's a Stone Cold Steve Austin movie. <laughs> well, we, we will absolutely be watching that, Eric. Yeah. That's a nice tease. All right. You got anything else, Jeff? Uh, wear your fucking mask. Yeah, wear your mask. I want to wear my lucha mask, but it doesn't really help. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I just do a bandana. <laughs> Alright, dude, well, let's do it again next week, huh? With a little dollar bin spice. Sounds good, buddy. Alright, night, night. Night, night. But now I don't Here's understand. Start calling it. Now I don't understand. Good. Huh? I said, okay. As things change, Other things stay the same, like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs. From small tickets to big tickets, from bright colors to flashy themes, there's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories, but it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. As things change, other things stay the same, like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs. From small tickets to big tickets, from bright colors to flashy themes, there's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories, but it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly.